Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm a saucy 29-year-old who left the corporate world to go on to build a seven-figure online business. But most days, I still feel like I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm obsessed with the process of us getting to figure it out together. We've got epic guests, incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Hey girl, I'm so excited that you're here today because we're talking about something that I think is so relevant. And I'm going to be really honest and share a story with you of how I've had to practice this recently as in like last week, but we're talking about pulling yourself out of a funk. So first I want to set the stage here. I actually recently did an Instagram post that sparked me wanting to talk about this topic because I got a lot of messages of women that were like, Keisha, I feel you. I can relate to this. And side note, if we aren't connected on Instagram, come find me, come say hi. I want to be connected with you since we're going to be talking all the time anyway. But basically, let me give you an overview of a situation that happened. Okay. Basically, my boyfriend, Tina, my boyfriend of 10 years, walked in the door after a really long day at work and I burst into tears about my ovaries. Yes, my ovaries. So this is when all of the guys, if there's any guys that listen, can stop listening. And dad, if you're listening to this, you can just skip this episode and stop right here. But honestly, the stage, I was in this really ugly, snotty cry. You know, the cry where like, if you're wearing mascara, it's just down to your chin as if there was something wrong with me that I'm 29 and I don't want to have a baby right now, even though a lot of my girlfriends do, or I've even had babies or like they do this thing where when they see a baby, they're like, Oh, my ovaries hurt. And mine don't do that. And I was like, well, wait, if I don't want to have a baby now, what if I can't have a baby later? Because you know, ovaries. And then I went into this whole conversation about miscarriage and how it's more common than I realized and how old is too old and what if our plan doesn't go according to plan and then I started telling Cena about all these podcasts that I was listening to about hormones and birth control options and then I realized that we've been together for 10 years and we're not married and that was something that I didn't really care about until I realized that maybe we should get married before we have a baby and honestly it turned into this really insane spiral And I know that's a lot of personal information, but I feel like we're girlfriends. So I'll just tell you, there was a ton of snot, just so much snot. And here's where I will insert why I often refer to Sina, whose last name is Get Mary, as Sina G, the real MVP, because I'm his roommate and girlfriend of 10 years. And obviously I'm a little emotionally rollercoastery sometimes, but here's the point that I'm trying to make here is, you know, when you're getting yourself worked up and you can physically like feel it in your body and your body's looking for more fuel to your fire of why ever you're upset or mad or whatever it is. I could feel that. And then self-confirming bias, which, you know, I love talking about kicked in. And I was literally looking for things to support this whole like baby hormone ovary timeline thing. And luckily, I caught myself before I started getting really crazy, right? So why am I telling you this? Not because I'm a doctor or a psychologist or honestly able to give you any advice about your ovaries, obviously, but more so to explain that all people get sad or overwhelmed or freak out or burst into tears about their ovaries sometimes and it's okay. 
But one thing that I didn't do to Sina or to my gynecologist, who was literally phenomenal, that I basically like repeated that entire crying episode to her 12 years or 12 hours later at my appointment. Um, I didn't apologize. I didn't say I'm sorry for crying. I didn't say I'm sorry for feeling this way. I didn't tell my gynecologist, who was the first time that I had met her, that I was sorry that I was crying to her about this whole timeline thing. Because I think feelings are real and valid and you're entitled to feel however you need to feel and that should be expressed. But here's the thing that I did before I let this spiral into a crazy funk for multiple days instead of hours is I reach into my toolbox and I pulled my tool set out to get myself out of a funk, right? My coping mechanisms, the way that I process through things. And that's what I wanted to share here, just in case it could help you if you ever cry about your ovaries or maybe Sally Sue naysaying about you or your business or your career path or whatever. Or honestly, if you just feel bleh one day, here's the things that I want to talk about. Three tips. Number one, let yourself feel it and acknowledge that you are totally normal. Even the happiest people are not going to be happy all the time. And I would honestly say that I'm one of the happiest high energy people that I have ever met. And I don't know if it's weird to say met myself. I don't know. This is when I wish we were actually having coffee and like sitting face to face. So you could be like, Kisha, yeah, that totally made sense. But honestly, I'm in a room by myself. So I digress. Point is, even the happiest people can have off moments or get funky feeling sometimes, right? Not a good funky, a weird funky, but it's okay to not be okay sometimes. It's okay to freak out. It's okay to lose your cool or start crying for some reason that seems really random. And you know, I'm not a medical professional or licensed in anything. So I want to tell you, if you're feeling really down, you need to talk to someone, right? You know that though. I am, in fact, the most pro-therapy person ever. I should probably have a therapist because, like, you know, everybody needs to talk to someone about something. But point is, nothing that you feel a feeling to cry about is worth apologizing. You don't need to apologize. And honestly, even if you feel like you need to cry, don't underestimate the power of putting on that movie the one with, I'm just thinking of the one with Gerard Butler and Hilary Swank. It's um, P.S. I love you. <laughs> Good luck going through like five minutes of that movie without crying or Mandy Moore is a walk to remember. Just put on a good cry movie and get it out. Point is express the emotion and acknowledge that you are totally normal. Nothing is wrong with you, girl. You have feelings. You're human. There's literally 7 billion of us. Welcome to the club, right? Give yourself the space to just sit in that feeling for a second and know that it's okay. Cut yourself some slack. You don't need anyone's permission. You don't need my permission. But I want you to hear me when I say, you don't have to be superwoman and power through it all. I think sometimes we were moving so fast, especially for those of you guys that are moms. Like I'll never try and say, I understand what it's like to be a mom. But when you're juggling all sorts of things and moving parts and people that you're responsible for, we can move so fast that we forget that we have feelings. We don't need to shove these down, right? We need to express our feelings so that one day it doesn't turn into a giant explosion that maybe has nothing to even do with why you're feeling the feels, right? So number one, acknowledge your feelings. It's totally normal and let yourself feel it, all right? Number two, this one is one of the most 
powerful tools that I use consistently for myself in every aspect. If I'm ever feeling in a funk or if I'm ever setting a goal or trying to start a conversation that could be uncomfortable, I ask myself, what is the real story? Is the story that I'm telling myself even true? Or is it through the lens of someone that's scared or a scared version of me who's kind of just blowing something out of proportion? Or is it even logical? Am I taking one piece of information that may or may not even be true and spiraling it into something huge and then letting self-confirming bias kick in and look for all the supporting details to support it because my brain is trying to protect me and keep things organized, right? Like my gynecologist said when I went into my appointment with her for the very first time meeting her, some of the things that I was thinking about that I was putting into my whole story that I was creating of this timeline has no science backing it. I was literally just making it up to make my point to myself. That's how self-confirming bias works. But if we can check ourselves and say, wait a second, is this even logical? Is this story even true? Yes, of course, this can apply to my ovary conversation. And if you've ever had one of those, but also just to anything in life, is the story that you're telling yourself true? And here's the trick. If you want to say something is true, I dare you to find evidence on the opposite side. If it's a negative statement that you are making about yourself or what you're capable of, or if you are creating a story that's negative about someone else, for example, your husband you know, doesn't make a comment about something that you feel like he should have noticed. You got your hair cut or you got a new outfit or whatever. And you're like, what the heck? He didn't even notice this. He must not love me. What? Is that story true? Are you now looking for things to support that story that you just created? Right? Because our emotions are going to react, are going to be, you know, whatever the story that we created. So if we created, oh, my husband doesn't care about me. Now we're going to look for all of the things that are going to support that. And then we're going to act that emotion based off of what story we've created. So then we're going to act resistant towards him. And then he's probably going to be resistant back towards us, or we're going to act emotional and we're not going to even have real logic to support it. So when you want to make a statement that's about yourself that says you're not capable, look for all the reasons that you can. When you want to make a statement about someone else that isn't in the best interest of that person or how they think about you, look for an opposite side of the spectrum. Look for all the ways that your husband did to show you that he loves you. Look for all the reasons that you could do that thing, right? Ask yourself, is the story even real? Is there logic behind it, right? So number one, feel the feels. Acknowledge that you're totally normal and there's nothing wrong with you. You're a human, right? Number two, ask yourself, what is the real story? Is the story that I'm telling myself even true? Is there logic backing this? Get to the nitty gritty of it. And number three, take action because inaction breeds fear. And too much analysis creates paralysis and crazy stories that we can tell ourselves, like my ovary story, right? We honestly feel so much better when we just start moving, right? In terms of action, honestly, even just going outside and taking a walk 
or maybe a killer weightlifting session or a spin class. Exercise and movement is a game changer for your mood if you're feeling in a funk or if you're starting to tell yourself these stories that are so completely crazy. Getting that endorphin hit is a game changer. And then remember, we want to control the controllables whenever we're in a situation where we feel unbalanced or really emotional. So of course, we want to ask ourselves those questions about is it logical and we want to give ourselves the space to express it, but also when we're taking action, we've got to make sure that we're doing the checklist of things that we know will make us feel better. Food is fuel, right? And as much as sometimes I think I want to go like Bridget Jones' diary, like eat a tub of ice cream if I'm not feeling well, that's not going to make me feel better. I know that when I eat well, I feel good. Does that mean I'm not going to go have an ice cream cone every once in a while? No, of course I will. But honestly, having dark chocolate and one glass of wine will normally do it. I don't need to eat an entire Ben and Jerry's tub of ice cream to feel better. And water, especially, I feel like if you had a really snotty cry, I hope that other people like, I hope that you're like, girl, I've had a snotty cry. I get it. But honestly, if you have a snotty cry, you need extra water. I just feel like you need so much hydration after that, right? So control the controllables. What are you eating? Are you moving? Are you hydrating? Or are you sitting in an action and letting yourself create this crazy story and having too much analysis that you're creating paralysis that you don't even do anything to pull yourself out of this? And honestly, do not, girl, underestimate the party, the party that comes from dancing, from shaking that butt, from pumping up some T-Swift jams, Justin Bieber, whatever your, you know, whatever your jam is, Pitbull. I don't know if anyone listens to Pitbull. Point is, shake it. Move your body. Do something weird. Feel funky. Let loose. And then tell someone who will lift you up, not sit in it with you and simmer. So often when we complain about something that's negative, we go to someone who we think will confirm how we feel so that we'll feel better. But in reality, if you're going to your most negative friend to have a negative conversation, you guys are going to feed off of each other, right? We're just going to turn into this negative explosion. And that's not going to make anyone feel better, especially if you're the one in the funk, right? So pick your most pumped up positive person your sister, your mom, your coworker, your friends, right? Your most excited person and ask for their advice or share it with them so they can help pull you up, right? And then when you do pull yourself up out of that funk, you then get to be that light for someone else. And holy crap, what a freaking gift that is. You feel me, right? You know how powerful it is when someone can call you and say, hey, I want your advice on this because I trust your opinion. Like you have such a positive mindset. I really want to hear what you think about this. That feels amazing. But remember, you're not always going to be positive, Polly. You're going to have off days. All of us do, right? But as soon as you can pull yourself up out of this funk, you can serve other people too. So sometimes we're more inclined to do something for someone else, right? So if you can't seem to pull yourself out of a funk for yourself, Do it for your friend that needs you, for your sister, for your kids, for your coworkers, for your significant other. Someone needs you in a good, a good state, in a happy state. So do it for yourself first. But if you're not to the point where that matters to you first and foremost, then do it for someone that matters to you. They need you because your positive attitude and your happiness is not just about you. It's everyone else around you is impacted by how you show up in the world. So what I know for absolute certain 
at the end of the day, 99% of the stuff that we're thinking could go wrong is not actually going to go wrong, right? A lot of the stuff that we worry about doesn't even happen. Honestly, you could prove that point to yourself and think of the last five things that you've worried about and totally stressed out and freaked yourself out about that didn't even actually happen, right? And if those things do happen, that negative thing that we're stressed about does happen, there's going to be a lesson that we can learn. And that lesson is going to serve us. And it's going to serve other people if we commit to growing through that lesson or that trial or that struggle, right? And remember, things that we think aren't even going to come up probably will. But if we build this toolbox, this tool set that we can tap into when we are in a funk or feeling low, it's going to help us get out quicker. So if you need the reminder, like I did, it probably won't work out the way that you planned. In fact, it definitely won't. Let's be real. But we can control the controllables. We can choose to express our emotions, to get it off our chest, to acknowledge that we're totally normal. And everybody feels that way sometimes. We can ask ourselves, are we telling ourselves the real story? Are we basing this in logic? Is the story that we're telling ourselves even true? Or is it through the lens of someone who's just really damn scared or really dang frustrated or really dang overwhelmed? And then number three, Are we going to take action because we know that inaction breeds fear and all sorts of crazy stories that we tell ourselves? So at the end of the day, the choice is in our hands and we can always choose to pull ourselves up from a funk because it's not just about us in this life here, right? It's about all of the people that we can impact by showing up as our best selves. So I hope this helps. As always, if you vibe with this, please share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me, send me a DM. I love to hear from you and I so appreciate you helping me get the message out. Have a wonderful day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you share with your girlfriends or better yet, post it on Instagram stories and tag me. Then I can personally say thank you for helping me get this message out there. And if you didn't vibe with it, just keep that to yourself. I'm kind of new here. Still trying to figure it all out. Talk to you soon, girl.